Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarver. Got another great one. Stay tuned in. Hello everyone. Welcome to this week's edition. Hope everyone's doing well. You're alive. Get a roof over your head. And things are okay for the moment. We're going to go ahead and move into some show recaps. I haven't done that in a little bit, but normally, you know, God gives me the prophecy, I speak it forth, and then I just wait to see what happens. And here we are. We've got quite a few to discuss, which is downright disturbing sometimes, but either way, we'll discuss it. Um... A couple shows ago, I was talking about uh, the great rattle that I put on my blog and how um, I was waiting to see if it was over, but then God was basically saying, no, it's not over. And he didn't really say immediately, but then when he did, I went ahead and came on here and let the United States know that it's coming to our direction. Well, it did. And I'm looking at a story in Natural News that a friend of mine had sent. Thank you, by the way. And it is. California and Nevada rocked by 945 earthquakes in seven days. This was published February 16th, 2024. And whenever you read through the article, you know, this is just amazing. I mean... When you think about what's happening here, you know that's a very dry area, and it's been hit pretty hard by droughts and stuff like that over the years. So whenever you have this kind of water coming in, you know, from the atmospheric storms and other, you know, like cloud seeding, etc., um, it kind of shocks the earth a bit. And all the water pushing in, well, and you're going to have a series of earthquakes. That's usually how that rolls. Um, it says here in the article, parts of California and Nevada had been rocked by nearly a thousand earthquakes recently. In California alone, at least 13 earthquakes were recorded in just 25 minutes. That's disturbing. Now, from this, aside from the article, you know, people were expecting, you know, a, a huge earthquake to hit the United States, the mid part. And the rate we are going as I was looking over the globe, the world globe, and I seen where all those earthquakes were rocking on the other side around Russia, Europe region, and then you kind of flip over to the United States and you see where this is going to grow. So it's starting, you know, with the West Coast and it's going to work its way in Midland. So we'll see how this is going to pan out um, whenever I prayed about this particular part. God didn't say anything. So I'm just going to wait and see if he says something in the future. If he does, well, then I'll have something to go on. But until he speaks, I'm not going to be adding stuff in there. But then in the article, um, it talks about the National Weather Service's San Diego branch. Similarly, posted, it has been a busy night to our east. Several small earthquakes have occurred in El Centro. In the past 15 minutes, a couple of them were felt at our office. As of 12.53 a.m., there have been 13. Um, it just goes on to all different alerts, and then it talks about... It has an entry in here. It talks about, will the USA see three megaquakes? Well, we're going to talk about mega storms today. And I'm going to remind you of what I was prophesying throughout the year last year that was basically giving you hints along the way of what 2024 was going to look like. I'd like to say get ready, but your best bet is to get another place to stay so you can get out of California. You know, Midland is the place to be right now. Because all this stuff is going to be centered around our coast and then our lower half. So get ready for that. But as for will this continue? 
I have not heard God say anything yet, but I do know that there is a cause and effect type movement here. So we have the earthquakes, then we have the volcanoes, and all this is waking up around the globe. And there was a prophecy that I was hunting the last couple days um, from 10 years ago, and it was talking about a string of uh, earthquakes that were going to wake up volcanoes. Well, as soon as I find that, I'll get on here and recite it, but uh, that's pretty much where we're at. So I would just encourage everyone just to do what you can to hold down your place, your people that you love. That's the best bet. But as for will they keep going? Well, yes, they will. Just be ready. Then we have something else. Uh, Death Valley. Now what was so interesting about Death Valley is I think in January I was looking around all the weather reports and stuff like that to see what was coming uh, to pass that God had already told me and I noticed that they had snow in Death Valley. Well whenever I zoomed in all I saw was like a long cloud going over Death Valley but then there was no actual report of how much snow they got. So I figured, okay, well, I'll just disregard that until a later time. But then there was a video that I shared on my Instagram about Death Valley and how it has a lake with snow-capped mountains. Um, that should be a sign to everyone. And for those of you who are refusing the signs, who don't want to pay attention to it, who just want to turn the other cheek and wait till it goes away well you're not getting your wish it's not going away you're gonna to have to buckle down and handle your business and make sure your life everything in it is attended to when these things hit your backyard or your front yard etc but it's coming it's coming to the point where no one is going to be exempt from all this climate issue and everyone's tried to ignore it. Unfortunately, it's in our faces a lot more now than ever before. But, on to the next one. Then we have, which is one thing I had prophesied a couple months ago about all I could see for February, because people were asking me, okay, what kind of winter are we going to have? And I'm like, well, God really isn't talking that much about winter. I, I didn't know if he was just talking about my area or just globally. There wasn't no specifications there, but one of the things that I kept seeing a vision of was the number 80. Well, if you look up online and just type in, was it 80 degrees in February? You have article after article after article shattering records of it being 80 degrees in February. We actually have, let's see, what's this one? 80 degrees in February, above normal temperatures in North Texas forecast this week. So it hasn't just been 80 degrees, you know, for the Super Bowl, all the start of this stuff for February. It's been consistently throughout February, depending on where you live. And it's above average. But I knew like I've gotten on here and spoken before, that there was going to be back and forth temperature dif differences. So just this week in Northeast Ohio, you know, we've had spring-like temperatures for the midweek, and then tomorrow we have snow. <laughs> but this ought to tell whoever is in farming. You're going to have to get everything started indoors. So it's not a matter of wait to drop your seeds late. It's going to have to be started indoors before it grows prematurely. Because I'm looking outside now. The trees are ready to bloom. But all those blooms are going to be destroyed after tomorrow. So let this be a sign on how to conduct your crops. You may have to grow indoors. Period. 
at this point. There is no promise. There is no guarantee that you're going to be able to do things traditionally. So it's a good time to be looking into other ways of keeping your crops safe. Or we're going to be up on another major issue. And that'll be famine. I don't think anybody wants that. But whether we want it or don't want it, it's coming. And that's very unfortunate. Then we have another update or recap should I say when I was talking about a couple months ago homelessness that was going to be on the rise mostly because you know a lot of people's EBT benefits whatever they're getting from the government is going to be pulled back well we also have something else playing into it besides the rent and the inflation and the ungodly rates of what the cost of everything is it doesn't have to be like this you know we don't have to squeeze the American people and then use their money carelessly because that's what's happening but then we have uh, this was actually published 10 hours ago disasters displaced nearly 2.5 million people in the US in 2023 see whenever you have people displaced and they're waiting on the insurance companies you, know, you look at everything the insurance companies are paying out now it's more than what they signed up for it's more than what they're receiving in on the monthly premium of what you guys are paying in just to have the policy active. Whenever you get here, you have a very long wait to get your money, to find a place, to get some sort of shelter. This is putting a great challenge on the system in this area. So people be more than displaced. If things aren't working out, if things don't get moving soon, they're going to be sleeping in tents. And we already know all the laws of what it means to be homeless and how it's illegal in a lot of areas. There's a pastor who was just arrested here in Ohio. He's looking at 17 years because he was letting homeless people sleep and helping them. Now more than ever, we need to be opening our arms, opening our homes, opening what bit of resource we have to help each other in times like this. Yeah, you can put it all in the family, but even the family wears thin after a while. But we need to be putting together some sort of strategy to get these people with a roof over their head, with food, what they need. And offset the weight that is being pushed and pulled on the systems. America is not made of money. America is built on a, a mass loan system. Keep the loans going, keep printing the money. You don't need to validate it. You don't need to back it up. Well, guess what? As the American dollar loses value across the board across the world you can only back it up with blood and flesh for so long either way that's what we have so far all i can say may god be with us i would like to say things are going to get better it's going to clear out no same thing i say every episode practically but that concludes the recap update. Be right back. All right. An update on Israel from the, the United States view. And for the couch critics, did you think I was going to go a whole show without talking about Israel? Ha. Fat chance. Anyways. So, what I've been praying about this week is... Instead of these countries <clears throat> dictating what Israel is doing and how they're allowed to defend themselves, why aren't they stepping up and helping Israel find the hostages? Or 
are they just wanting to dictate from a distance because they don't want Israel to make it through this and they just want them to fail and what is it? Well, the very next day after, you know, going into prayer and about that, there's an article that came up in my newsfeed. And it talks about White House Arabs states ramp up talks to free Gaza hostages. And this was posted, let's see, February 22nd, 2024. Um, why is this just now happening? Is what I want to know. This should have been happening or pulled together October, November, but what do I know? You would just think, you know, there's lives at stake here. They're more concerned about Palestinian lives, it seems, than they are about the hostages that still have not been released. And I'm sure the families of these hostages are more than angry. They're probably frustrated. They don't know what else to do. They don't know how to get their voice heard, etc. That's just a horrible existence. But why are these other countries not stepping in, offering assistance? Because that's the goal. Besides taking out Hamas, that's the goal. To free the hostages. And I saw a meme the other day on one of my social media accounts and it was talking about... Uh, let your loved ones get kidnapped and then you can talk. It's like we have constantly had to remind the world, hey, what about the hostages? This is what started all this. How did, how did we not realize the call? I don't get it. But it says uh, and here in the article, the White House and the Arab states are ramping up efforts to broker a deal that would pause the fighting in Gaza and free hostages held by Hamas, with Washington dispatching a top official to Israel Thursday at a time when the war is on the brink of escalation. Okay. Aside from this, a ceasefire is not going to be honored. Because that does not promote the goal to eliminate Hamas. How about returning the hostages? And then we talk about ceasefire. But then a lot of people would be like, well, you know, you have to have a ceasefire to return the hostages. No, 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 not necessarily. There's ways to be done. If they want the ceasefire, give Israel back their people. You know, it's got me speechless because I see how Israel's being treated through all this. And if these people were treated like they are treating Israel, would they react the same? Would they do something different? No, they would probably be on the top of every building everywhere crying and just letting the world know, hey, this is unacceptable. But then Israel's just supposed to take it. Uh, God is not even allowing that. Not this time. He's had enough. That is one of the things he has expressed to me in prayer. Enough is enough. But it goes on to say, here in this article, this is White House Middle East Coordinator Brett McKirk is set to meet with Israeli officials a day after holding talks in Cairo with Egyptian officials who are leading negotiations with Hamas leadership in Gaza. And a possible sign of a revival of the talks, Central Intelligence Agency Director William Burns is also expected to meet with senior leaders from the Middle East in the coming days. Regional officials said Burns was instrumental in securing a week-long ceasefire in November that freed more than 100 Israeli hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners. 
The talks come at a critical moment in the war in Gaza, with Israel threatening to invade Rafah. The Gaza Strip's southernmost city, where more than a million Palestinian civilians are sheltering, and fears rising for the safety of Israeli hostages. Israel has said it must attack the area to pursue Hamas fighters hiding there. But Palestinian leaders, aid groups, and Western officials have warned any attack on the densely populated area could result in deaths and destruction among the civilians there. Well, aside from this, what has Hamas done all along? He's used the Palestinian people as human shields. Why would he not dwell in where they are sheltering? You know, this face, so to speak, the mask or whatever, of destruction has not been taken off. It has not changed. It is still happening. It's... You know, I look over this and I think to myself, my goodness, just release the hostages and I promise you that is going to be a turning point. That needs to be the focal point versus a ceasefire, unfortunately. Because Israel isn't giving up. They shouldn't have to. But this, you know, it's going to get a lot more intense before it irons out. That is what God has revealed. But aside from this article, we have some other things going on. And what's interesting is whenever you go to click on some of these articles, say, for example, I'll look at a HuffPost article, and this is um, it actually hides under this. It says many reproductive right, rights workers are fed up with Biden. Now, you could just think it was about reproductive rights. But then when you click on the article, it says Biden's support for Israel is fracturing the reproductive rights movement. Now, and you have article after article talking about, well, Biden's losing his support for how he's siding with Israel. Biden, you know, they're coming against him. Well, how about you leave Biden alone? Let him do what he has called to do for Israel. If everybody had their way, Israel wouldn't have any support. But you know what's good about that part? From my own life, the majority I have lived here on this planet has been with little support from anyone in my life. 90% of the support I receive has been through God. So even if the world were to pull away from Israel, they still have God. And he can make up for the differences. But that's the edge Israel has over the rest of the world. Their God is alive. He is speaking. He is moving from all the miracles that has been going on in Israel in the midst of this war and heartbreak. God is there. But in this article, it goes on to say, this was published February 16, 2024 in HuffPost in the Politics Division. Um, Reproductive justice workers believe Biden is contributing to a maternal and reproductive health crisis in Gaza. They're deeply frustrated with him and the big reproductive rights group that are backing him. Well, it's amazing how you just look over this. Here's another story. USA Today, February 21st, 2024. Joe Biden still trails Donald Trump in Michigan amid calls for Israeli ceasefire. But the majority has been he's losing voters. He's losing backing. He's losing support. He's neglecting people. 
Here's another one. USA Today. Mistakes and missteps. Biden advisors apologize to Arab Americans over Gaza war response. This is out of Michigan. And it was February 12th, 2024. You know, I feel like they're trying to push him to the Palestinian side. So he'll stop helping and supporting Israel. But I do know that every American president we have has a duty to watch out for Israel. And if they fail, then they have to deal with God. So it boils down to what faces will you be afraid of? Will you be afraid of the faces that are coming against you? Or will you be afraid of meeting the face of God and having to explain why you didn't do what you were supposed to? It's very easy to fear God over man. Especially when you see great moves from him with your own two eyes. Yet, we all have free will. All I can do is just keep praying on this one. Either way. It's in the news. If you want to check me, you will see. But as for everything else going on in Israel right now, um, I'm still lifting them up in prayer. God hasn't spoken anything else at this moment. Um... I will say that I am I'm allowed to release one minute detail that if Israel flattened Gaza, then that pretty much gives them rights to that land. And personally, through prayer, I feel it should be the Palestinian people in that area choosing their leadership but then also I believe they should let Israelis be their leadership because at least they will not use them as human shields and they will not neglect them and they will attend to them and help them to thrive and that way there will be a point of peace versus constant escalation, constant concern about what is going on next door. Whether this happens, I feel it will be greatly critiqued. Because they want that for their land, the Palestinians. And they would rather have another Hamas coordinated group in leadership there is what I feel like would be the call hopefully not after they have lost everything hopefully they would choose another government yet the rebuilding of that area cannot be properly talked about until the hostages have been returned Rebuilding, etc., needs to be put on hold. And I understand by saying that those who live there are stuck in limbo. I see a major turnaround once these hostages are returned. Limbo will be done away with. I actually have a, a good set of instructions, a good set of leadership. If they would, let Israel have that territory. But I already know. That, of what I've just spoken, is not a popular opinion. And is not top of the list. Because they want that land back. Yet, any other time in history... If you went to war with a country and you took over that land, that land was yours. We will see. But that concludes the update. 
for Israel. Megastorm Madness. Mm-hmm. That's what we have coming this year. I was setting up Tuesday night praying. And as God has me on assignments, I have to, you know, go through and check up and see what is going on and then seek him again and let him know and he'll let me know if I need to do anything, etc. Well, I got a strange alert in the middle of the night. And it was a time where I was done with my prayers. I was, you know, settling in, getting ready to go to sleep. And an AccuWeather alert comes through. So I looked at it. And it was talking about sounding the alarm. Well, I knew just by reading that alert that would be a show topic for this week. Well, then today I get up and I'm looking over everything and getting all my news stories and notes and stuff together and praying and I hear God say, that news story is gone. I said, what? What news story? He says, the one you were going to speak about. I thought, really? Huh. So I went looking for it. And sure enough, it was gone. Well, then I remember back and they had uh, like a graph up there and all the oceans were a bright yellow, orange, red and literally I see why they took it down I mean I saw that as soon as I watched their video but the two uh, weathermen looked like they were getting ready to pick up a brown paper bag and have an anxiety attack trying to cover this alert and just their the way they carried themselves would have put the average person in a state of fear so I can see why they took this down. Because I don't feel like it was properly represented. And not only that, but these two men were screaming spiritually that they don't know God. You see, when you know God, it doesn't matter what happens. It could be the absolute worst time of your life. And it's not the worst time of your life because he is with you. And you won't even feel the blunt end of a lot of the stuff that is going on around you because his peace and his love is protecting you. It acts as a buffer for the fiery darts headed your way. But I remember thinking before I went to sleep, wow, it's amazing in how much God guards you from. But yet, these two men, if this stuff actually hits exactly as God is saying and as exactly as what the meteorologists are going along with now, these two men will be outside screaming, running around in circles. Guaranteed. And this will be most of the population because they don't want to serve God. They don't want to hear about Jesus. They don't want to... That's the last thing. Everything is so messed up. How could there be a God? How can he allow this? Well, if you read your Bibles, if you read in Scripture, there's your answer. Everything is very much apparent. Plain as day. But you know what? With all this fear running rampant, those people who know God, we're not even moved. We're actually excited because we know if this prophecy's come to pass, well, then there's more prophecy coming to pass. And yes, we just got to wait, weather it out. That's good news for believers. It's bad news for disbelievers. I will say, a lot of people wait until they have five minutes left of their life. And then they'll repent and ask 
God to come into their lives and be their Lord. The rate things are going. You might be spending the last five minutes just trying to survive. Versus reach up to heaven. So, if my calculations are right, now is the best time to repent. It's a very good idea. You should try it sometime. But I had to find the story elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And this one is the news press out of Fort Myers. And it was published two days ago. And it has mentions of AccuWeather in here. As if to say, okay, AccuWeather did come out with this alert. But the story's been taken down, unfortunately. I will say that uh, you can alert the people, but let's try not to scare them, maybe? Anything that we have coming up in the future, especially the near future, is not necessarily relaxing on the beach, watching the waves roll in. It's the opposite. And that alone is scary. But if you know where your soul is headed, that makes a difference in how scared you are. Anyways, the article says, months before the official start of 2024, Atlantic hurricane season, the news is not good. And that's even before the National Hurricane Center, AccuWeather, or Colorado State University have issued their first early predictions for what the season will hold. The reasons are twofold. The return of La Nina and record high ocean temperatures. Neither are good news when it comes to hurricanes, and especially not when they work together. Okay, aside from this, I mentioned in the latter part of 2023, here on Dual Candle, that the heated oceans, the heat that we experienced this last summer, did not go away. It just went to the other side of the world. It is still swirling around the globe. So you have that that this is going to be building on. And then you have all the volcanic activity that was going to dis, you know, contribute to this as well. And there's a number of other things, but we'll cover that in a later episode. But I knew last summer because of a vision that I had about a massive, it looked like two hurricanes merged together. And I thought, I think it was August or September, I thought that was going to happen over top of Florida. Because I saw a hurricane on either side. And I thought, oh boy. And the only fight, if any, that I have to remind God with, Lord, are there any righteous in this part? That's the only thing that I can really tell him to get him to think. Is to remind him of the people who love him that are living in these areas. I think it was a few days past finding that news article and the one hurricane went away from the coast and the other one was still active but I saw two of them merging together and I remember hearing the Lord say if it doesn't happen this year it's going to happen next year if that's the case then we have mega storms on the horizon we will see But it goes on to saying AccuWeather. Now, here in the article, it talks about AccuWeather sounding alarm bells for supercharged 2024 hurricane season. 
It says ocean temperatures in February are already as warm as they historically have been in mid-July, said John Porter, uh, AccuWeather chief meteorologist. That's a big concern. AccuWeather is sounding alarm bells for a supercharged season in 2024 with a risk for many storms, he added. The combination of building La Nina and historically warm water will lay the groundwork for a blockbuster season, AccuWeather said. Well, I will say, aside from this real fast, I think it was the last show that I did. Guy was talking about hurricanes are getting ready to lose their season. So they're not going to be limited just to August through November. They're going to be starting earlier. Mm. So you might want to bail down the hatch a little bit more if you can. If not, then just vacate the area altogether and get inland. But this is set to happen all around. And whenever I saw in the vision of the two storms merging, it was the size of California a little bit bigger. That was pretty massive. So, hopefully, I can resort back to being just a simple uh, delusional self-proclaimed prophet and I'm just seeing things that don't happen. That's what I'm hoping I can resort back to. But unfortunately, that has not been the case here of late. So here we are at another episode of Dual Candle Radio telling you what else is coming up. But then we have a cautionary note in this article. So you always have the one person who comes in and says, look, let's not get too worked up over this. There's some common ground somewhere, and that man is named Philip. He says, North American multi-model assemble average outlook for peak of Atlantic hurricane season, August through October, calls for robust La Nina and warm tropical Atlantic. Model also highlights above normal precipitation across tropical Atlantic, indicative of active African easterly wave track. And it says, he goes on to say, it should be noted that it's only February and a lot can change between now and when the Atlantic hurricane season really ramps up, typically in early to mid-August. So he's trying to level things out a bit, trying to calm people down. Okay, we don't need people running around in fear, screaming and everything else, which is understandable. Because that's what people do, especially when they don't have God and they don't have any real-time answers and they've <laughs> reached the end of themselves in this situation. Then it says, while NOAA has increased the chances of La Nina during the peak of hurricane season to 74%, a lot can change, said Philip, meteorologist at Colorado State University who specializes in Atlantic Basin seasonal hurricane forecasts. But then he goes on to say, why the early prediction for a very active Atlantic hurricane season? About 80% of the storms that become tropical storms or hurricanes start between the western coast of Africa and the Caribbean, Porter said. Now, if you look at the western coast of Africa, that looks like the South Atlantic Ocean, North Atlantic Ocean, but then on the other side is the Indian Ocean. And as you've known here here of late, they've had... Uh, God said the Indian Ocean was waking up. Well, it woke up. There's like consistently five to six tropical issues back to back. And we still have one floating around there. But then I watched as all this gravitated across the globe. And it would pass over the North Pacific Ocean and fade out before it got to North America or South America. So I'm going to keep watching that because I'm learning some things as I'm watching that. But yet, if all the oceans are warm consistently with no real break 
You know, we have no issues cloud seeding or manipulating the weather in some areas of the world. Why aren't we looking into ways to cool the ocean? I don't understand. But I'm sure if I wait around long enough, I'll get my answer soon. And then it goes on to say, A warming atmosphere is increasing water temperatures across the Atlantic. During an El Nino year, hurricanes generally decrease since wind shears tear apart developing storms in the Atlantic. But 2023 was the fourth most active season since 1950, with 20 named storms. The reason were high, record high ocean temperatures. An average season has 14 named storms. Okay, if I will say now, aside from this, if what I'm seeing comes true and they lose their season and they merge and they become megastorms, the madness wasn't in vain or a waste. We need to really buckle down this year. Because we will have way more than 20. Especially if the season starts earlier. And with what God is saying already about the drought. And what we already see in California. From that much water hitting California. And all the earthquakes that are just taking place. That may be on a more intensified level this summer. But what I enjoy about just coming on, you know, this show every week is I expect to be tested. I expect to be psychoanalyzed. I expect people to be writing this down, checking up on me to see not only if I'm right or if what I'm hearing from God is true, but that I'm hearing from God. I expect it. Why? Because while you're testing what I'm saying, you are going to be finding out in your own mind, with your own two eyes, hey, she's on to something. Maybe we should listen and um, put some strategies to work. Or, you know, get caught off guard. That's another option, too. Not my option. But then it goes on to say, how does La Nina affect Atlantic hurricanes? It says, cooler waters in the Pacific during a La Nina year means less wind shear and more hurricane activity. And that's without adding warm ocean temperatures, which fuel tropical cyclones. The current El Nino pattern is in place to forecast transition into a La Nino pattern during the second half of the hurricane season, Porter said. And the peak of hurricane season comes during the second half from August through October. The Atlantic hurricane season runs from June 1st through November 30th. So that gives you right there a general idea of when to start expecting this stuff. Because in actuality, the season starts in June. My best warning? Get prepared a little sooner. Because what we have, what God has shown me is coming up the next couple months. Is we're going to have the back and forth. We're going to have spring. We're going to have winter. And then summer is going to be in there too. Believe it or not. We're going to have super hot days, which is just bizarre for this time. But it's going to be a mixture. Summer is going to end up winning. That's what we have coming up. That's what I prayed and God told me. It says, what is AccuWeather saying about 2024 Atlantic hurricane season? Here's what we can expect in 2024, Porter said, adding, everything depends on how strong La Nina comes on as we head into peak of hurricane season. This is an above average number of named storms 
and that can be well above average depending on the strength of La Nina during the peak of hurricane season between August and October. Warm waters mean an elevated risk of rapid intensification in major hurricanes. Oh, 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 what? Major hurricanes are those Category 3 and higher. A Category 3 hurricane starts with a maximum sustained winds of 111 miles per hour. A great risk for landfall in Texas and Louisiana. Those states have not been targeted in recent years, but that may change this year, Porter said. Um, I mean, that's great. What are you saying? He, he comes from an educated stance. But I saw them on all sides. East, west, south. And it's not a battle of who's right. You know, we should all be pulling together to try to survive what's coming. To warn the people in a way that they actually listen. And that's the tug of war that we're having right now. Is there's so much misinformation. You have all these people from all different sides of the world talking this, talking that. Who's right? Who's wrong? And then you have the people who are tired and fed up trying to figure out who's right or wrong, and they they just totally ignore it altogether. And then they get caught off guard. This is why we need to be making sure the information we're putting out there is valid. So people are getting real-time alerts when they need them to save themselves and their family. Hmm? Good idea, huh? We will see. But we are still at a place to where people are no longer listening. They're tired of it. And after the you know these last couple years, you almost can't blame them. But they still need to be doing what they can and keeping watch. No matter what. And that's just going back to the and I'd like to say it's a it's a Bible verse, but it's actually a fact. Luke is an amazing place to start. whenever it comes to keeping watch and doing all you can for your household. But then it says here, could we see tropical cyclones before hurricane season officially begins? <laughs> um, I don't know if we actually had a tropical cyclone in the Indian Ocean. I know we had quite a few disturbances. We will see. But that was active in January, and I've been watching that all throughout February so far to see what's going on there. But it says the Atlantic hurricane season officially runs from June, November 30th. All those storms have formed before and after those dates. In 2023, an unnamed subtropical storm formed in January. So... This is already, I mean, reading this part right here is already confirmation that we need to buckle down. We need to get ready. Not scared, but ready. There's a big difference. When you're scared is because you don't have in front of you the solutions, ideas, and movements you need to get out from under that fear. Fear is crippling. And one of the things God does to those who refuse to believe in him, who refuse to listen to him, who refuse to repent, is bring he brings the very thing they fear upon them. It's a very difficult truth. It says, when is La Nina expected? Well, it might not officially develop until late summer or early autumn. The second half of the hurricane season is likely to be very active as conditions will be more favorable for tropical systems. The timing of the onset of La Nina could also dictate whether this upcoming season will be similar to 2020 season or if the number of tropical storms will fall short of the historic levels. Record years for hurricanes. Will 2024 be next? The 2005 and 2020 hurricane seasons tied for the most active, with each season generating 31 tropical systems. AccuWeather said, In 2005, La Nina was building fast and was firmly established during the 2020 season. 
The timing of this year's lending could dictate whether 2024 will be similar to the 2020 season, according to AccuWeather. Well, guess what? If all this falls out exactly like what I've seen, what they're predicting, it will break records for any kind of anything, any data we have ever tried to keep track of. It will break all of them. It's not a matter of comparison. You won't be able to compare. This is going to walk alone. It's going to pioneer a different set of so many ways that we collect data, so many ways we keep records. We are in for differences in these areas. And we'll be forced to pioneer them because we'll have to deal with them head on. You know, we're not there yet. We're a few months before we get there. You know, the whole time I'm seeing this stuff in visions, I'm, I'm hoping, hey, you're, you, you, you're just crazy. This isn't, I'm hoping, I am hoping. But I tell you, it's because of God that I have what mind I have after this life. <laughs> so, to me, it'll be very exciting to see what God does with this, how everything falls out but to the people that will be affected by it. Start praying now. Get your game plan in order now. I know it's just February, but you have a couple months before all this kicks off to get ready. Take advantage of that time. And then it says, who needs to be concerned about this year's hurricane season? It says everyone should always be prepared for hurricane season. It only takes one storm to devastate an area and disrupt lives. But in 2024, residents along the Gulf Coast and Atlantic seaboard should remain vigilant since there is a risk for a system to develop before the official start of the hurricane season on June 1st, AccuWeather said. We expect that the Gulf Coast especially the Texas coast, will be at a higher risk for direct impacts from a tropical system this year. Yeah, we do. We definitely have our work cut out for us. Either way, you got to look in scripture and see how many times it says, do not fear. So if you have God, then you, all you have to do is listen to him. He will lead you to the high ground. He will lead you to the best strategy on how to weather this out. Or, literally, he can split it in half and it'll go around you. He's done that for me. I don't see how I'm any different than anyone else who is demonstrating and walking and living with a humble heart. Because that is a key. For God to hear you. But folks, I would say be on high alert, but your best bet is just to get with your families and figure out how you're going to weather out the summer. And we are going to see, as we are waiting, how this is going to fall out. Stay in prayer. That's the best thing. That's number one. Stay in prayer, seeking God. That concludes today's message. In the meantime, I, I want to thank everyone for listening in. I want to thank everyone for sharing the show. I want to thank everyone for, you know, writing in. I set up a new forum on my website, www.requestforyourprophecy.us, to where you can write in with more of your questions and etc. And I put that on the Contact Us page. Um, for those of you who enjoy what I'm doing here, you may currently go to my Spotify page, do a five-star, click follow uh, next week. I have everything scheduled to record next week's show on Friday. And then the Friday after that. And then I'll get my new schedule and we'll see where we're, where and when we're going to be recording then. Um, I want to thank everyone again for, you know, texting me new stories, you know, writing in with your ideas and what's going on. And basically reminding me of prophecies that I had forgotten about that are actually coming true. <laughs> so I want to thank you for that. And Lord willing, 
We will see you all next week. Same place, same time. God bless all of you. Stay safe.